um, couple of things here. One, I want to make sure that I quote this correctly. Um, you know, by the way, I think it's it's providential that uh, you know here we are today. We're in our second week of talking about God's providence. Now, I, we want it. Now, don't pull it back. Don't pull it back. Keep it back where it was, please. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, this week our, our, our community itself, our church, members of our church, people of our church, and the uh, larger body of Christ had a, a great surprise and shock uh, in, in the loss of our, our brother, Tom Winger, and... Uh, you know, for those of you that don't know who he is, uh, he's a, uh, a local pastor here. I know he married at least one couple in the church, but a great many of them knew Tom. And uh, he's a was a PCA minister just uh, about 15 minutes or so from here. And, uh, you know, being a, a gentleman of just 49 or 50, I wasn't quite sure if we turned his birthday or not. <clears throat> those kinds of providences are hard for us to understand. And uh, <clears throat> where that's not our primary target of speaking of God's providence, because what we're trying to, to just look at the, the general providence of God, particularly as it relates to the aging process and God's call in our lives, as we are challenged in this way, we need to be reminded that even in moments of our own personal crisis, the crisis of the, the body of Christ that may be going on, um, and in fact in our community right now is going on, um, we want to be assured in God's work in our lives, know that He is alive, working, and guiding, even when we can't make sense of it. And these can be very hard. We love people, we care for people, and the Lord calls them uh, to glory. And so we want to uh, make sure that we, we find our contentment um, in the Lord, that um, when these hardships happen, that we um, find ourselves leaning in harder to Jesus, leaning in harder to God's work and faithfulness to us. Um, <clears throat> the uh, So kind of swinging back around to uh, getting older, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, many of you guys know that just recently Jimmy Buffett died, right? And uh, I heard a, a, a preacher, friend of mine, um, make this mention. He quoted Lusk, or excuse me, Rich Lusk quoted Jimmy Buffett. And he said, you know, getting old is not for sissies, okay? That is to say, as you get older and the, the physical hardships uh, come upon us, um, you know, it, it can be hard. What we used to be able to do well, we can't do well anymore. Um, <clears throat> sometimes, uh, I, I'd say this is probably more of a, uh, a, a problem or proclivity to men, but uh, we seem to act and behave like we're 17 or 18 years old 
when we're in our 30s and we find our weekend warrior uh, exploits uh, causing uh, tremendous injury uh, to us. And, uh, you know, those are things that, that uh, we are doing largely to ourselves. That would be a secondary cause of God's providence in our life. We'll talk more about that here in just a minute. Uh, but, but in fact, also, uh, the, the fact that God's design for us is to grow, grow older. If God, in God's providence, he grants us a long life, um, we need to recognize that also part of his providence is that ordinarily most people don't keep the same pace. I remember a guy uh, who, when we do the mission work in Peru, when Dr. Rob would go with us and we would find that every year this guy would come and see Dr. Rob. And one year he said, this, this is a little Peruvian man about this big. He was 83 years old. And he, he said to Rob, I think something's wrong with me. And Rob's like, okay, tell me what's wrong with you. And he says, well, it's taken me much longer to run up the mountain than it used to. Right? He, he, was, a, he was a hunting guide. And so he would take people out into the mountains. And he was lamenting that at 83, it was taking him longer to run up the mountain. I'm thinking, I can't even run up that mountain at all. Um, but, but we get in these places where um, we say to ourselves, you know, wh why is my body wearing out? Why am I winding down? And some of this is, is uh, you know, we can do things like not take care of our bodies well. Um, and that's really, some of that is uh, sin in our lives that we need to address where we're not taking care of ourselves rightly um, and and but God is using these things these providences these um, challenges that we have um, to, to teach us and to call us out um, I want to uh, read out of how many guys have heard of John uh, Flavel before okay um, he's a uh, was a Presbyterian minister in England um, in the 1600s and this is a highly recommended book called The Mystery of Providence. Um, he has a small introduction, and then it's really a treatise on one passage of Scripture out of the Psalms. Uh, but uh, so, so if you ever think I have a long sermon, one, one treatise, this whole book. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, he says this, the expression imports the universal interest and influence of providence in and upon all the concerns and interests of the saints. And so what God is doing in his providence is for the blessing and benefit, his glory, but the benefit of his people, whether it be a hard providence or what we can clearly recognize as a good providence. Um, he says this, he goes on and says, providence in and upon all the concerns and interests of the saints it not only has its hand in this or that, but also in, the in all that concerns them. In other words, that God isn't just in these little places dropping into your life little bits here and there. Like for a minute he was over here paying attention to Jean and was doing something for her. And then over here he's turning and going over here and, and helping you with your deal. And at that moment that he's over here, he's no longer um, giving his full attention to Jean. You know, our God 
is overall things. And he isn't just in overall things like we might be. Like, I could, like with eight children, I could say, I am the father and I am over all of them. But I cannot possibly know and understand, A, what's in all their minds and hearts and what they're doing, even if I'm standing there watching all eight of them move around, right? These days, now that my children are, are adults, it's even more so that way. If they come and sit around my table, it's always interesting. What generally happens is my children are ferocious communicators. I can't figure out where that came from. And they'll be at one end of the table, and they will be lighting it on fire. And all their spouses will be at the other end of the table just like, you know. It's, 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 an, it's kind of an amazing thing. Uh, dynamic to watch but God is in fact working in our lives and he is he is doing it for his glory and he's working in um, to our our providences um, to to benefit us and for his glory so I want to encourage you as as we consider this and as you work this out for yourselves um, to to take a look at what the Westminster Confession says in chapter 5 excuse me, in particular, and that's of providences. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- just read a part of this to you, and we're going to hit just a couple of items here. If someone could look up for us Hebrews 1.3, well, I'll call on you for that in just a moment. Psalm 135.6, who's got, who's got the Hebrews passage? Raise your hand. Anyone, anyone? Ben, okay. Hebrews 1.3. Then I need Psalm 135.6. Okay. Um, we've got uh, Ashlyn there. And then uh, right up front here, do you want to do Acts 17, 25 through 28? Um, so God, the great creator of all things, upholds, directs, disposes, and governs all creatures, actions, and things from the greatest even to the least. He exercises this most wise and holy providence according to his infallible foreknowledge and the free and unchangeable counsel of his own will to the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, goodness, and mercy. Good morning. Um, would you, uh, Ben, go ahead and read Hebrews 1.3? Man, you could preach a whole big sermon out of that that verse, right? He's you know sharing the fact that Christ is over all things. God is over all things. Um, what what an encouragement we have. So God is the God over all things going on in our lives. Psalm one thirty five six. Whatever the Lord pleases, He does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. So. You know, there, that, that part of that verse there is telling us, you know, we got this grand idea that God is, is, uh, does his will over all things. And, and even in that, it actually has physical impact in the world as part of what that verse is trying to demonstrate. And, of course, this flies in the face of um, the deist who says, okay, yeah, God maybe created the world, but he's disconnected from it. And, of course, 
We also know that Jesus Christ coming into the world um, as the Son of God and laying down his life for us also flies in the face of that kind of deistic thinking. Finally, Acts 17, beginning in verse 25, ending in verse 28. Nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life breath and all things. And he has made from one from one blood every nation of man to dwell on all, fa- all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him. So, again, a wonderful passage reminding us that, that God is overall, uh, that he is working his will in the world, even in our lives, uh, even in what appears to be, now it hasn't really addressed this yet, but, but it, it just simply is the fact and the truth. You know, where we kind of run into difficulties is when we say, God, I have to understand you. We're saying with our finite minds and our prideful hearts, I have to understand exactly what you're doing in these providences. Um, I think it's okay to ask God. I think it's okay. But, 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 to, but then to determine your life by saying, I, I, I need to be equal with God and understand what he's doing is, is, a, is a failure to understand our own hearts. But it worked out so well for Job. And uh, uh, so part of what I'm saying is going before God, carrying your burdens, right? But trusting in his providences. You know, in in the introduction to to mystery of of the providence, um, he talks about the joy we will have one day when we begin to understand we get to heaven and we begin to understand God's uh, mighty works and how his providences have been been working out um it's it's an encouragement and i just again about the greatness of our god think about this for a second about how many people are there in the world close to eight billion now okay and god is working his providential hand in all of their lives right now and he has been since the beginning of time with every person his providence has been, has been working. His plan has been working. He hasn't forgotten a single eternal soul from the beginning until now, until the very end of time. And God is coordinating all of these things. It's just, it'll hurt my mind just trying to wrap myself around. If I just said, okay, God's permanent providence is represented in this room right here. The ones before us and the ones behind us. Or, I mean, the, one, yeah, the ones that are uh, in the future and the ones um, in our histories, how God has been working and continues to work. Um, I, I am grateful to God that he is so powerful and um, so caring. And this, this kind of brings us to a point of understanding grace, right? Recognizing our place. Because where we get into trouble is our own sinful hearts, right? Where, where <coughs> we forget why are we here in this room? Because God chose us, not because any of us were, were worthy or any of us earned it. But God, in his mercies, 
brought his grace and forgiveness through his son Jesus Christ to us. We, we need to recognize this, live our lives um, understanding that great debt that we couldn't pay, and even yet, we still can't pay. And, and, and in that way, again, living that life of gratitude and thanksgiving towards God, even in <clears throat> where we recognize there are hardships, and, and certainly as we get older, we have, we have hardships of loss, right? We go through seasons. I had, I had a friend of mine pass away a couple of years ago after I got here, and I was feeling pretty down about it. And I went over and saw a longtime friend who uh, lives in Crofton I've known since I was a child. He's, I don't know, 15 years older than I am. And he says, yep, as you get older, you'll be, you'll be a lot more the people you know will go on to be with the Lord. Keep your eyes set upon him, trusting him in his providences. All right, I want to take a look at um, 5.2 in the Westminster Confession, um, and it's talking about first cause. And so we want to, and we'll look at a couple of scripture proofs. For uh, scripture proof here, Acts chapter 2, verse 23. Who would like to read that for us when we get there? Acts 2.23. Okay, in the back, Jesse. Gene, can you do Genesis 8.22? And there's someone else over here raising their hand. Jonathan, would you read uh, Jeremiah 31, 35? Okay, so the first cause. <clears throat> Although in relation to the foreknowledge and decree of God, the first cause of all things come, uh, come to pass unchangeably and infallibly, yet at the same providence. He orders them to occur according to the nature of second causes, either necessarily, freely, or contingently. So, basically, God is the first cause in everything. I mean, we don't exist. The universe doesn't exist. Um, and His foreknowledge and plan of salvation for His people, um, He is guiding and planning and caring. He's the first cause in all things. Somebody read. So, who has Acts 2.23? Is that you, Jesse? So um, there's, there's going to be a secondary cause, lawless men, that is also brought up here. But who's the first cause? God. Because God's the one who um, planned for his son to come, for Christ to come, to die for us. Right? Genesis 8, 22. So God, as the first cause, causes the sun to shine, the moon to shine, rain to come, seed time and harvest time, um, hot and cold, uh, beautiful weather like we had yesterday at the picnic, right? All kinds of things. God set those first causes, and those first causes are going to go until he causes time to stop. Those causes will continue. So he is the first cause in all of this. Jeremiah uh, 31, 35. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of, the Lord of hosts is his name. So 
again, we're reminded how God has, um, if you want to use this term, engineered the universe to work, right? You know, we think about all of the things that has to providentially happen to actually have life on this planet and how God put all those things into place. I mean, if the moon wasn't here, right, what would happen? No tides. No tides, which means all that fish die. All of the, all of the, the, the life that is generated out of the waters moving and turning, um, all that's lost. All of life stops, right? The, the world comes crashing to an end. Also, we get hit with a lot more uh, dangerous asteroids. It catches a number of them. That's right. No Apollo 13 movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too. Um, so, so. And, and in all of these things, we see God's blessed plan in place so that life can be. You know, and yes, he's given us gifts of, of, of our ability to learn and study what he's created. So it's important for us to recognize that God is the first cause. And then there are second causes as well. So, um, you know, God needs no one else to help him. But in the way that he's engineered things, and some of this, I think, clearly goes back into um, the, the dominion mandate in so much as God designed us and he gave us responsibility, right? And so, like, if we talk about God giving us seed time and harvest, a, sec- a secondary cause can be what? I can, as, as the scriptures teach us not to do, I can not go out and plant the seed and tend my garden, and what happens? It doesn't produce, and I suffer for the wickedness, the laziness of my own heart, right? Um, the, the other types of, of secondary causes all kind of fall in, in that same way. I mentioned earlier, um, as it relates to us, if we don't uh, take care of our bodies um, as, a, as a, uh, a measure of our responsibility that God has given us, um, it, can, it can wreak all kinds of havoc. And at the same time, uh, because of sin and God's plan for his glory and our, our benefit, for example, if we have somebody, I'm going to tie that to this last statement here in just a second, you can have somebody with type 2 diabetes who, lack of exercise, poor eating habits, those kinds of things, um, suffers from diabetes. And yet at the same time, God in his wisdom and providence at birth gives some children diabetes and they have type 1 and we're certainly thankful to God for God's gift through medicine and study how we've been able to figure out ways to extend um, lives of, of folks like that and it used to be historically when that would when, when you know your your body wasn't 
functioning, couldn't process sugars, um, people would simply die, right? You know, and today we've learned all kinds of secondary causes, right, with diabetes. The, the lack of the ability to heal up, right? Um, and yet God, God in his kindness helped us learn and understand um, how to treat and, and deal with um, diseases and, and things of that nature. So he's, he's working in this, in this secondary level as well. And we saw in that verse in relationship in uh, Acts chapter 2, where on this grand scale, we see that God is at work and his, his plan and providence for Christ to come and to be crucified for the salvation of the world. And yet at the same time, others meant it for wickedness. And so, um, you know, God is faithful and just and true. And when he says, okay, if you sin in this fashion, this will be the outcome, um, his word is true. His word is true. And, and so I, I, I'm saying all of this because I want us to understand there's, God is, is his foreknowledge, his providence, his plan, his predestination, all things are all at work. And yet in God's plan and, and, and design, we also have responsibility and for, for um, our sins, for our actions, for our words, for our thoughts, all of these things. And God is still using all of those things to his glory. We can, we can look at this very same thing when we think of Joseph, right? Um, we have Joseph, and, um, you know, he's a, he's a foolhardy young man. His, his uh, lack of wisdom to tell, tell of his dreams in front of his uh, brothers. Now, what, what happened? I'm not, I'm not saying he sinned in that, but, I mean, you've you got to think about it, you know, if God's revealing things to you that's going to show that your parents are going to bow down to you and, and your brothers are going to bow down to you, um, you know, do you wonder in his zeal, um, did, he, did he just blurt it out? Or, or do you think, wow, God, I, I don't know about this. But, it, but God certainly um, allowed that to cause what? The, the covetousness, the envy that was already in the hearts of his brothers to be exposed Right, and then later on they plot against it. And, and those events ultimately led to the fulfillment of the. That's right, and and we can look at those, and a lot of times we see them on a grand scale in the Bible, and we say, well, you know, that's God's plan to bring salvation to the world. But you are the saints of God. You are part of God's plan to bring salvation to the world, and when 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 things happen. When providences hard or joyful happen, right, we, we find ourselves in, in, in a place where we must say, God, um, show me what's in my heart. Search me, O Lord. Show me what's in my heart. Help me to trust you. Help me to be thankful for you in the good things and in the hard things. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I heard a, a preacher recently say this. He said, you know, God has, or excuse me, God. Yes, it's true, God. But Satan has two tools against, two weapons against the church. Uh, persecution and what looks like defeat. And how about the other side of this? Success. Right? Right? And, and we see 
the, the scriptures are constantly telling us all the time, be careful, God's warning us, be careful. When, when, I, when my rich blessings come upon you, you're going to get to a place where you think you've done it. You've done these things, right? One of the great things about coming together and confessing our sins here together, and we do it every week, is that we come to this recognition, no, I didn't do any of this, right? Our giving our tithes and offerings, right, when we do that, I didn't do this. These represent all the, all the talent God has given me, all the opportunity God has given me, and I'm recognizing that and, and giving it in the tithes and offerings, right? It, just these, all of these things that we're doing in here, there's a practical side for us to remember to be grateful for God's general and specific providences. And so as, as, we, as we get older, I want us to find, uh, whether sickness or health, backs hurting. You know, our, our backs can hurt for two reasons, Right? Um, we can be foolish. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bigger man. I've been a pretty big guy, pretty strong guy most of my life. And I, I would always be amazed when I would see my brother-in-law, much smaller frame than me, and he'd be working on a car or doing something, and he's engineered six ways to use all the leverage he can in order to, say, get that bolt loose, Right? One time I had a small friend, he called me, where I can't get this oil plug out. You know, the last time we took it to the dealer, and they got it in there so tight, I can't get it out. I show up, and he is set, sitting down. He's about five foot three, and he's sitting down on the ground. He's got this long ratchet attached to, to the oil pan bolt, and he's got his feet on it, and he's holding the bumper, and he can't get it to move. You know, now, a big guy like me, I don't think about working smartly right? And I get underneath there, and I'm grabbing it, and I'm, bam, hitting it. And I, by the way, I couldn't get loose either. <laughs> but when I was hitting that, when I was hitting that, the whole car was shaking, right? I, I, I injured myself one time just simply because I, okay, I can, you know what? I could reach down and grab this, this uh, part of the carport that had collapsed down in a storm, and I was able to pull it and throw it. Right? You know what, though? The next day, my body said, you have limitations. You can't do that. Right? Um, and, and so there are some, some things where we need to say, pause, and think, is there a better way to do this? Right? And, and, and in other ways, it's also a matter of what I could do in my 20s I can't do in my 50s. Um, and listen, sometimes God grants some people, and they are amazing. They are amazing at the things, how they get around, like that little old man at 83 running up mountains, right? It's amazing what God gives some people to do. But what we need to rest in God's providence in our lives as we hit challenges um, that we say to the Lord, okay, Lord, what do you have for me? What is it your call for me? Um, and we'll be talking more about that next week. When God gives, gives you long life, what are some of the things um, that God has for you? I read a, a, a really good book by another Puritan on this subject, and I'll bring that next week. Um, if I could remember its title, I'd tell you right now. But it was very helpful and humbling, I thought, for me. I mean, I know I'm just 53, and there are many of you in the room much older than I am. Um, 
but it was really humbling about the use of the time that God gives us. Um, and, and the Puritan writing at the time was considerably old as well, um, and, but just very helpful in, in thinking. Um, questions or comments? And, and God in his providence 
is working his plan in the Winger family and in Trinity today and in the on, oncoming weeks. And it's hard for us to figure those things out. But, but you know, Jesus is Lord. And, and you know, God, you know, is, is providentially granting graces to us. One of these things, if you're younger, I look back at my age now and say, man, I wasted so much time on unprofitable things. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, when, when we're older, God grants us one of the gifts that he gives us is time. Time to pray, time to meditate, time to uh, speak to others. And, and again, you younger people, find older folks, go listen to them. You might say, I don't want to listen to their story hour. Oh, there's so much yes, great, <laughs> there's so much great wisdom um, that, that you can get in there. And so some of it is they recognize parts of their life were rocks and parts of their, their, their lives were gold nuggets, right? And they, they, they're going to tell you about their rocks so that you don't repeat them. And they're going to try to give you, by God's good grace, um, those gold nuggets. And I want to say one other thing to us, just in, in a way of encouragement. My, uh, my uh, wife's grandmother, she was uh, 102 when she went to be with the Lord, I think just a couple weeks from that. But um, and the Lord blessed her. She had a sharp mind all the way up to the last two weeks before she passed. Um, she could uh, tell you what happened in 1935 as clearly as she could tell you what she had for breakfast that morning. I mean, it was, it was really quite something. And she had trouble sleeping, right? She could not sleep. And so she would be up at night till you know, 3 or 4 in the morning. But she used that time from 11 to 3 as her prayer time. And she had this notebook beside her chair with names of people. And she's just praying and missionary, all of these things that she's praying for. And uh, now once she could go to sleep, she usually slept till about noontime, have her breakfast at, at noon. But, 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 but it, it was quite a providence. And she had a friend who um, we really enjoyed going to see. She, she lived when, when Rachel and I first got married, um, she, she still lived alone, but she couldn't get around very well. So she couldn't get to our wedding. So after our wedding, we drove over to her house and we got out so she could see Rachel in her, her dress. Uh, but, but this lady, she was hilarious. You'd go and visit her and some days it'd all be great. Other days, even when she got into the nursing home into her 90s and almost 100 years old, she would, she would do this. You'd be talking to her and she, would, she wouldn't even know you were there. Like, like, like she'd be talking, acting like she didn't know you, all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden she'd get this great big grin on her face and she goes, I gotcha. Right? She was sharp and alert and praying and doing things. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that there are joys to be had. Right? What, one other thing about the joys of, of, of growing older that is hard for us because it's hard for our pride, and that is part of God's calling right for us he's called us to serve him and to serve others right you know what's really hard to let others serve us right it's our it's our pride that gets in the way may we be penitent repentant of our pride um serving others let let this be something that goes through the generations let's pray our god and our father we thank you for this day i pray O lord that we remember your providential hand, both in sorrows and in joys. May we be thankful, as hard as it can be, in our losses. And may we be full of gratitude and thanks when we recognize 
your great mercies and grace in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Lord, we do uplift the Winger family today in Trinity. Lord, bless the Wingers. Provide for them. May they draw closer to you. May Trinity grow into the vision that you have for them that I'm sure Pastor Winger envisioned as well. Lord, help that church to prosper by the proclamation of your gospel. Lord, use that church to disciple the nations. We thank you for your great care and providence for us. In Jesus' name, amen.